On this week's episode of Investor's Corner, me, Mike and Ian will be getting together to drop some stat bombs for you. So we'll be questioning Mike on what he thinks about those stats. So we've got stats for what's happening in the rentals market, what the current inflation rates are, how does tenants affordability look, what's happening with prices in the rentals market and what's happening with the supply. We'll also be talking about buyer demand, supply demand, what's happening with house prices at this current time, what's happening with mortgage rates. So make sure that you're listening to these ones. These are stats that you need to know to make informed decisions about your investments. And if you like it, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Gents, we are mid-January already, or slightly over mid-January. Friday, another episode of the Investor's Corner podcast. This week, because Mike keeps going viral on YouTube shorts, <laughs> me and Andy have got some stat bombs that we're going to throw at him and see what his response is. And I think these industry statistics are going to paint quite a positive picture for the property market. So hang around for the stat bombs. But also we're interested to see what sort of mood Mike is in, whether they're going to be built up or crushed. Um, so Andy, you've got the lettings ones. I've got the sales ones. Are you ready, Mike? You have no idea what these are. No, no research, no no back knowledge. Let's go. <laughs> this, this is going to be a good one. Should we seesaw? You go, I go. Go on then. What, do you want, you want me, to... me to go first? Yeah, well, you were the yeah, you, and I was the you. I was the I, yeah. Okay. Right, average rents. Yeah. And changes in rents. So we've had a lot of noise about rents increasing this year um, compared to previous years, that this year has been the hottest that it's run. More demand out there, less supply. Um, but we finished sort of 2023 um, on an average rent of 1268 a month across the UK. This 1,026. 1,268. 1,268. <laughs> I, we <laughs> I thought we were going straight in with stats and Andy fluffed it for 60 seconds. Yeah, he he did. built was, it yeah, right up yeah. and then I was confused. I was like, are we still in fluff mode or are we getting to the, <laughs> getting to the stat? Okay. So right. that's an 8%, 8 annual change. Now in 2022, it was 10.8%. So yep. not as much of an increase compared to 2022. Um, so are those noises right, Mike, do you think, on the rents increasing and changing? Well, if the stats say they're right, they're right. I know. What you're, um, why, why is that? Why are people making noise about rental prices have increased dramatically compared to previous years? But looking at this stat here. 8% is still show. quite dramatic, just not as dramatic as the year before, which is probably the highest increases in rent i've seen in my career you could flip this and say in 2023 inflation averaged at 10 percent, so rental increases were actually below inflation rates indeed okay. cost of living increase <laughs> it's it's true though you can you can you can take it any which way you like you like you can, you can say inflation on rents is dropped 20 percent as well mm. down 20 percent so investor crisis um, there you'd you go. A, you'd there make you go. a great There's clickbait clip. news there article is. for the Telegraph. <laughs> that is the real. That is the highlight. Essentially, yes. The, the, the heat has dropped off in Q4 2023. We've seen that. We've seen uh, properties take longer than 24 hours to rent. So there's a little bit more supply. The demand has cooled slightly in the southeast. And when I say slightly, 
it still means that rents are up 8%, which um, if any other investment you had had grown 8% in a year, you'd be over the moon with, I'd suggest. And I guess if you look at the two years, 24 months, 19% increase in rents, that's pretty substantial, right? Yeah. So I would expect 2024 to follow a similar um, correlation. I'm going 6%. Very similar correlation then. On rental yep. prices. I, s- I think I said on a podcast, yeah. five to six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. five to six. 6%. Yeah. So, uh, Right Move reports came out. Mm-hmm. They've highlighted in the first week of 2024, we are 5% up on new buyers registering, looking to buy in comparison to same time last year. So, positive increases on buyer registration. Why do you think that might be, Mike? Uh, a bit more certainty in interest rates this time last year we nobody had any idea what was going on or how much money was going to cost whereas this year i think people can see six months into the future of of where interest rates are going to be so if they start their search now and buy something in the next three months they know how much it's going to cost them for the next three to five years and it's probably a bit more affordable yeah what it was 12 months ago as well yeah the the housing market doesn't need a runaway brilliant economy it just needs some certainty so people can plan ahead yeah stability is key and i think mm. that's the that's the terminology for this market i think 100%. we'll see some stability and i've got a a price bomb a stat bomb for the price of new listed properties at the start of 2024 he's going for two stats in a row andy You're no right no right. i'm going for a hook here i'm going for a hook because <laughs> i'm not going to tell you what it is it's my last stat so you have to wait around to the end of the podcast to get that one over to you andy oh now you passed now he is yeah, yeah. yeah. okay just, right. see what i did there? left you hanging on there yeah. that's yeah. good almost like becoming a media hook guy yeah. now mm. very good yeah. i'll take note of that next time um instructions on market then rental properties mm-hmm. so Again, going back to all of the noise that's been created this year about supply being down for uh, rental properties, we look at 2022, and this is taking data from 2018, 174,361 properties going to the rentals market from what we can see that are going online. Okay, 2023, 174,911. So around 600 more properties going to the market this year, uh, last year compared to the year before. So is it correct that there is a supply issue with rental properties if we're seeing more properties go to the market? Well, what it proves is that there isn't a massive exodus of landlords if it's basically flat year on year, it's for every, the same, isn't for every it? landlord that's been lost, another one's being gained. Yeah. Um, so it's it's pretty much flatlining. So those who are saying X amount of landlords are selling and not taking into account the amount of landlords that are buying. So yeah. flat isn't quite enough. We need to see an increase in supply because the population's growing. Yeah. I think we've seen more people wanting to go into rented accommodation because they might have put their plans on hold to see what happens with mortgage rates. But yeah, reading the the headlines, you know, 150,000 landlords exiting, 400,000 landlords exiting over a five-year period. It just shows that it's still steady out there for for the properties coming up. It's just that you've got more yeah. People looking to go into yeah, net migration. Net net migration says there's going to be more competition, so there is still a need for more properties. Do you think we'll see that in 2024? More properties coming to 
to the market. If mortgage rates are getting better financially, it could be easier for for landlords as well because they're getting a better rate. So do you think? We'll, I we'll think there'll be more first time buyers coming out of rental properties to become first time buyers yep. this year than there was last year, which right? frees up more rental properties in turn because. Obviously, it's not just fresh listings. It's the ones that are coming back to the rental market that really starved it two years ago because tenants just weren't moving out. And why would tenants move out? I wouldn't have moved out of a rented property during COVID. I would have stayed put. Yeah. Stat bomb sales. So investors would have despised the fact that in 2022, the average asking price percentage that was achieved was 99.4%. That doesn't work for investors. They like to strike a deal. Mm -hmm. Last year, it was 96.6%. So a fair swing in difference. You could save yourself, you know, a good couple of thousand pounds, 10, 15,000 pounds, depending on what area or on the bigger stuff, obviously 20, 30 old K feels like you're getting more of a deal, more confidence to buy that investment when you've got that negotiation ability. That negotiation ability. Yeah. It's like, I feel like <laughs> soccer. Was it not, wasn't soccer Saturday, was it? From back in the day. <laughs> I don't know how we got onto talking about bounce back ability. Bounce back ability. Yeah, just created my own word. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah, I think when you've got that (laughs) negotiating ability, he's lost it already. Lost it. That was a one-time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's not catching on. (laughs) The power of negotiation for investors (laughs) is strong in that one. Obi, one Kenobi. Yeah, yeah. It worked. It worked really well for for them last year, and I think this year we'll potentially see that again. And I've got another stat afterwards, which will tell you about whether there's more listings come into the market or not, which will also have an impact on whether asking price percentages will go up or down this year. I'll throw on top of the percentage of asking price stat that we did a training day yesterday and you pulled the stat that there were as many reductions on the portals as there were sales agreed. Yeah. Almost to the thousand. It was it was eerie how close it was. So for every house that was sold there was a price reduction. So you get 96.6% of the asking price after the property's been reduced. Yep. So savvy buyers out there were probably looking at a property coming available, waiting four weeks, looking at the reduction, then getting a deal. Yeah, I mean, we had- Whereas 2021, it was 99.4% of the original asking price. Some properties were selling so badly overpriced that the market percentages are a bit skewed. People were looking mm. at the top headline prices being achieved and said that is the market. It wasn't. It was a false bubble market. And I'd shown them one of the avocado agents in uh, earlier on today, and we were looking through the data on a particular property that's just come off market. It started in March at 7.25, and it came off market January the 2nd, 2024, be it nine months later, at 6.25. So there's a hundred grand difference. It didn't sell. 100 grand difference in that nine month window. That isn't the market. That, that just doesn't mean it's dropped by it. Yeah, exactly. no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you we... could look at it and say, well, the prices in my street have dropped yeah. that, yeah. you know, whatever that percentage number is, a bloody high one. And that's what the doom mongers will take and hook onto is that property has dropped by £100,000 of value and still not sold. Mm. Fact is, it was just priced wrong. Yeah. It was probably worth 650 back then, yeah. 660. And yeah. it was priced 50 grand over. Yeah. And that's that's the difference between why nearly one for one on sales for a 
for mm. price reductions has, has been there at some point. But yeah, I think normally in 20 years of doing this job, you normally find that the percentage of asking price achieved is somewhere around the 95, 96%. There's normally a four to 5% swing. So that's pretty normal. 99.4 is mental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if you went to the yeah. year before, it was even closer than that. It was even closer yeah. to 100%. So, you know, that's that shows where the market is. If you're an investor, there's an opportunity for the right deal. If you've got the right data, with good data, you can make a better decision. Yeah. Obviously, we're pulling a lot of this from back-end data that we pay for. So, you know, if you've got a property you're interested in and you want to know this type of data, just give me, Mike or Andy, a shout, really. Yeah, just talking about price changes as well. So some of the stats that I was looking at earlier was price changes in rental prices for 2022, 2023. And there's actually a 20% increase in price changes in 2023 compared to 2022. Now, we've had quite a lot of conversations right, where we get a property that comes onto the rentals market and it's a bit like, probably worth this but we end up getting about £300 more a month. So I think it created this thing between people was like, I don't actually know how much your property is is worth. And that was making people overvalue a rental price, having to reduce it because they had no interest coming in. So um, yeah, it's just an interesting, interesting stat that- it And that, 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 that tallies perfectly with your inflation stat as well, is if inflation was 10% and then it dropped to 8 Eight percent was twenty percent swing. Twenty yeah. percent of prices have been reduced. It means that agents are pricing ten percent, then plus ten percent again, rather than ten, then plus eight. They haven't realised there has been that slight slow in house price inflation in rentals. I had a WhatsApp earlier on this morning from someone that's looking to invest, and they said, "Hi, Ian. Hope all is well. Would uh, would you have time to pick your brains on the rental market around Bracknell and whether properties in Woodhurst Park are a good rental?" Now. Woodhurst Park is a relatively new development. It's a Barclay site, typically renowned to be quite high prices, lovely community, great school, perfect for families. In a standard market, you would say no, right? That's not the strongest yield. It's not the best place to put your money. If you're looking for pure return on cash, no. Yeah. As an investor, there's options around where you'd say normally it's better. But I pretty much responded to him and said, in the market at the moment, such a shortage of properties, as a, if you're looking for a family home... Mm then yes, because <laughs> the yield is actually all right. Yep. And you know you're always going to have a tenant. You're probably going to have a tenant for a long period of time, a good tenant as yep. well in that area, a nice kind of strong primary school, local secondary school up the road, which is decent too. So it's just kind of like, yeah, you just flippantly say yeah to those sort of questions yeah. now because it's all right. Mm. We were talking in, our, in the podcast episode last week um, when we were talking about Caversham with, with Andre. And we were saying, if you had an investment property and you had something like that in that area where you could get a family in there, it's close to schools, mm. you're guaranteed a family tenant, aren't you? A yep. family going in there, longer term tenancy. Um, you could probably build some rent increases during that period as, as well as in your other investment, your two bedroom flat or your one bedroom flat, there's higher turnover. Mm -hmm. So again, it just depends on, on your goal, but something like that, I would be looking at that saying that's a great investment because of the longer term investment that you can get from that property compared to... And I did ask him afterwards, I said, what price range? And it turned out he was looking at the small family homes because I was going to say to him, if you are looking at apartment level, maybe not. 
Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe go closer to a town centre, which yeah. is what, and he yeah. suggested what about Maidenhead for kind of the transporter links and stuff like that. But I said for a family, that doesn't really play into it. Transport links for a for a young family is not as much of a premium as a good primary yeah. school is. Mm-hmm. So it depends what type of property you're after, but it's quite interesting. You look at that and just go, Well, anything's all right <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> So I did mention about uh, listings. Are listings up or are listings down? Well, we've got 5% increase on buyer demand, 15% increase in listings. We're seeing that on our estate agency side at the moment. Valuations have gone bonkers. Um, 230% increase on online valuations. People just looking to get an online price. There'll be future movers. Um, but a 15% increase on new properties hitting right move in comparison to the first two weeks of, of last year. So that paints a positive picture for investors as well because they do want to feel like they're getting that deal. If the stock level is increasing more than the demand level, more than the buyer registration, 10% up on buyer registration, you would think that seesaw and that 96.6% may be closer to 95 potentially this year. So just purely looking at it, take the sales homeowners out of the equation, looking at it through the investor's eyes, that's not a bad swing if I'm going to be a shrewd investor in 2024, yeah, you, I need, think. you need available stock in order to make good judgments, mm. make educated um, decisions and for some fluidity in the market. Because if there's nothing available and you want to buy the two bedroom flat off somebody, they have to be able to find somewhere mm. to go um, if it's if it's got an onward chain. If yeah. they can't find anywhere to go, then well, it was great if you agree a deal, but it's not going to go through. So... Mm. Um, some easing of, of listings is is still welcome because I, th- I do believe we're still below listing levels that we were in 2017, 18, 19, um, where it was quite common for a town centre agency to have 50, 60, 70 properties on their books. It's not the way it is these, these days. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were talking about an off-market deal that's coming available in the next couple of weeks with one of the agents, 240 two bed top floor apartment 170 odd years left on the lease and you know that property probably five years ago would have let for 900 950 not not exceptional apartment 25 30 odd years old um but now probably 1250 something like that quite easily for a two bed double apartment in warfield probably looking at more then we 1350 1400 yeah something like that. but so the price is not the price has not changed no. that was, I was mm. they i think they bought that for 10 grand less potentially when they bought mm. it three odd years ago so the price has not drastically changed but the rentals changed drastically so something like that off market you know for, for an investor to swing in on is a great opportunity for for, for deals out there yeah. these just weren't there 18 months ago but they are there now yeah which is good to see Right, last stat bubble from me. Don't know, Ian, have you got any more? I've this? got two. Oh, two more. He's, he's outdone me. He's outdone me. Um, affordability for tenants then. So, outraged that rental prices have increased um, by some people and they, they seem to think that it's um, not He's fluffing fair. again. He's building it up. He's building. Yeah. He's not flying. What's the stat? What is the stat? Is not, the stat? not the number. Let's, let's what is go. the topic? What's the topic? Affordability for tenants. So how much 
of their income do they spend on rent? Oh, uh-huh. outside of London. Outside of London. 35%. Yeah, 35, 35%. I would say outside of London, just under 40%. Inside of London, just over 60%. No, 33.4. What did you say? I said 35, yeah. 35, all right, yeah. that's closer. You're a bit, I'm the yeah. expert in the room. Thanks well, for expert. He should know. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah 30, 33.4%. But I remember another podcast that we did, Mike, and you were talking about tenants' salaries yep. increasing. Yes. Along with that, yeah, minimum wage increases in April. Wait and see what happens then. Hmm. Yeah. It's going to take off because that, that number's going to drop because people are going to get some serious pay rises yeah. at the minimum end. Exactly. Hmm. So, you know, looking at that in 2022, it's 31.4%. So it's jumped up by 2%. Yep. Salaries have obviously increased by more yep. over, the, over the year. Probably see something happening in April as, as, yeah. as well. So Yeah, I see that dropping. Yeah, the the outrage shouldn't really be there, should it? For, 33%, for 33% in, in fairness is too much. Yeah. The government calculation on referencing is 30. Then, so yeah. I mean, the average is saying it's unaffordable. So we need to see that from a market balance point of view drop yeah. towards 30% again, which increasing the minimum wage by, what? how much was it by? The end of a pound? I'll just Google an it. An hour? It's fifty percent in London. Yeah, in most places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, which, for tenants, which is wild. That's, that yeah. is crazy. I mean, that is crazy. Yeah, isn't it? Half of your income is going on your rent. It's not even your mortgage. That makes, yeah, that would make me. Don't know. If there's sick. a there's a lot of bills included stuff in London, there and is. there's also a a prime part of London where people pay mega rents but mysteriously don't have incomes. <laughs> So I'm just going to throw. I'm just going to throw that in there. There's a there's a prime area of London where people will pay thirty thousand pounds a month plus. Yeah. No job, no income. Uh, allowance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Non-taxable coming from overseas, etc., etc. If uh, that is you, that we don't get involved in. If that is you, and you want us to manage your fifty portfolio property, then you'll uh, go through a very serious AML check. With you. <laughs> then we're happy to have a chat. Um, yeah, I mean, wild. Fifty percent is wild. Yeah. But even that, like I'd say, say, I'd say even it's a skewed, a skewed statistic in but London. What, what yeah. we're seeing is is that you know other areas are increasing for tenants as well. So if their salary is increasing, it's mm-hmm. not as hard as you would you should take it. It's increased by two percent. So out so wage uh, rents are outstripping wage inflation by about two percent. Yeah according to the affordability calculations and we predict it to drop back by a percentage yeah. point or so this year yeah sales agreed so i've given you buyer demand then i've given you listings mm. now i'm going to give you sales agreed in comparison to last year same time frame 20 percent up so the buyer percentage is five percent listing percentage is up 15 percent, but the sales agreed is up 20 percent. so the quality of buyer there mm. is hot yep. some people out there right now are going I've been looking for three, four, five months, and now I'm striking. Yeah, I'm pulling the trigger. All the media, yeah, because stories... mortgage rates have hit the right level. So now it's now yeah. it's it's time to to commit. Mm. So normally you'd look at those first two and think, well, sales agreed will be down, but yeah. actually they're not because mm. the current activity that's been there for a period of time looking, they're just ready to pull the trigger because the confidence levels that you mentioned earlier and the right houses are coming available. Yeah, and the prices are obviously coming. In a reduced if, fashion, yeah, to it, make if it sales agreed are up by one fifth, then the prices are right. Mm. So, quite an interesting stat there, which will give people confidence in the market that 
things are moving along. Um, obviously, it's a very, very micro snapshot at the start of the year, but it does. It's nice to get off. You know, it's off nice. Good, it's nice to get three points in the first game of the season, isn't yeah. it? It's kind of that sort of mentality. So back to uh, soccer, I am everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a football thing. Yeah, price negotiation ability. Hash, <laughs> hash, <laughs> hashtag it out. It's a long hashtag, but we're going to get that printed on a hoodie somewhere. Um, price of listings. So this this one's actually quite an interesting stat bomb. I, I don't read into it too much, but because it's a right move statistic, so it's a the price percentage that's changed in the last four weeks as a snapshot, but this is based on listed properties, not sale achieved, not land registry. New property prices coming to right move. So it's a headline price, not a not a factual sort of bottom end achievable price. But it's still an interesting stat that since January 2020, it's the highest monthly increase in average house price by 1.3%. We're up 1.3%. So December bit, to January. December to January, yeah. The biggest wow. increase in a single month for four years. Wow. You won't expect me dare to say I, that. Dare I suggest <laughs> that's agent driven? Dare I suggest that January is when uh, agents are you thinking go high we're going to see quite a high price reduction month in, in April? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We will see. I mean, if the if the sales are up, you know, and uh, the market confidence is there, prices yeah, have prices come on follow. higher. Yeah. yeah, prices come on and, and they've come on higher. Um, so we started off with a really good investors market and we've come back to the homeowners market a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But nonetheless, it does mean that if you want to pull the trigger on an investment, it's, it's potentially a good time to do it, you know, as, as an influx of stock will clearly happen. But yeah, that was quite interesting to see the single biggest month because we've seen 2021 and 2022 in that as well, where prices mm -hmm. were going mental. Mm -hmm. But this, in terms of price listed, as an average month snapshot, is the highest in four years. So there we go. Pretty good, pretty, pretty positive then. Have it? you got one stat for us, Mike, that you want to throw in? Just off the top of your dome? Um, no, just that price negotiability is the longest single hashtag I'm going to use in yeah. 2024. I think it needs That's a fire cool. emoji at the end. Yeah. It's a really sort of like training trend, isn't it? Yes. Ian's course on, what's it, what is it? Price? Negotiation. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a mouthful, but we'll, is it, we'll, we'll trend it. We'll there's trend a lot it. of information to consume in that podcast, but and we're only at the start of the year. But I think what's good is you know you got we got mortgage rates changing. You had Andre on uh, last week. We've got uh, we've got a seasoned investor and agent on next week. We've got an agent coming on to talk about investing in the Midlands. We've got a couple of really good podcast guests coming on over the next couple of weeks, which is really worth listening into. And it'd be interesting to hear agents that are trading on the floor at the moment, what they're seeing from landlords, from buyers, from tenants, from, from sellers' conversations in living rooms. But the statistics in pretty much every area at the moment are up. So, you know, if you are on the fence about investing in property and you want to have a chat with Andy, Mike, myself, reach out, drop us a DM, give us a call because... You know, we'd like to work with people on off-market deals like that one that we spoke about. Flat might not be for you, but the yield on that at 240 and 1300, 1350 or whatever you're going to put it on the market for, if it is sold to an investor, you know, it's pretty decent with a very, very long lease in a nice area. Can't go wrong really on that. Um, so yeah, if that's you in the marketplace at the moment, give us a shout. 
and we'll be back next week. Thanks, Mike, for your um, instant responses on all of these statistics. Anytime. You thought I was going to ask you another question then, didn't you? (laughs) I didn't have the answer to (laughs) it. He was like looking around (laughs) thinking we're about to, he's wrapping this up and then he said my name. I'm I'm always (laughs) off my chair. That's a close. See you later, (laughs) chaps.